I think it's very fair to say at this point, Will Reichert might be the team MVP. But, you know, today we're going to give some props to guys like Jihad Campbell and Jace McClellan. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Jimmy, you know, I, I, do you like what I threw in there right at the beginning? I, there are probably some eyebrows that raise. That's, that's called a super cold open. If Zach Blackerby's listening to this, that's what you've been asking me to do, Zach. I just laid it out there, bro. If I, mm-hmm. When you say that your kicker is the most valuable player, um, it feels like that's what you should talk about. But we're that's not, a hot take. It's a hot take. It is me. a hot take. It's a, it's hot, a hot take, take in the super cold open. It is. We know uh, the lingo. We're pros now. There are probably not many people who agree with me, and that's fine. I just mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm not saying he is. I'm saying – Not disagreeing strongly. Yeah. So – but, you know, I think we need to spend – we talked about yesterday. Today we need to spend a segment on Jihad Campbell and probably a segment on Jace McClellan. And, you know, when it comes to Jihad Campbell, if you go back and, – and because we don't have authority to show videos – up from the game anymore because you need all these various licensings and permissions and I can't rip the tag off the mattress and whatever. I can't uh, post that video. But if you'll go back and watch Jihad Campbell's scoop and score from the Tennessee game this past weekend, I can't remember the Tennessee player. I think it was number six. What He clearly was faster than Campbell. He also clearly wanted no part of Campbell. From the front or the back or the side. So what he did was made some cursory, I mean, just barely going to touch him. A gnat flew in my face, sorry. Barely going to touch him um, shot at his legs. And it it, it was like, I need to do just enough so that when we watch film on this Monday, that coaches don't make fun of me. And they're going to make even more fun of it. He would have been better served to get beside him because he was clearly faster. And just shout expletives at him, and maybe he or or maybe bring up something embarrassing that happened to Jod Campbell in the third grade, and, and uh, hope that he master. lays down in a fetal position because he gave no shot at tackling him. And I just thought that was funny. I noticed it on the rewatch. It really is funny to watch. But Campbell had an incredible game, and very rightfully so, named SEC Co-Defensive Player of the Week. First of all, when you swatted that gnat away, it was a lot like the K.J. Jefferson shaking off Terry on Arnold play two weeks ago, <laughs> as Nick Saban described uh, a gnat being knocked off a cow's butt and not Luke's face. But uh, apart from that, Jihad, uh, man, what a player. You no, know, he reminds me a lot, and I mean this is a super compliment, as everyone can imagine, you know, the last couple of inside linebackers Alabama's had have been smaller guys. Henry Toa Toa uh, criticized a lot, a lot over lack of physicality. Well, he's, he's not very big for an inside linebacker. Uh, his, his running mate, Christian Harris, and now they play in the NFL together, uh, also as a high school defensive back. You know, uh, before that, we had Dylan Moses, who was a running back. You know, he's just an athletic inside guy. C.J. Mosley, you know, an athletic inside guy. I don't know that anybody would ever call C.J. Mosley huge. But Jihad... He's also not huge, but based on our last few guys, Luke, I think Jihad's almost a throwback to, I'm going to, you know, he reminds me of a lot 
is Dante Hightower and Rolando McLean. And I mean that in terms of their, their physical presence, but they're also tremendously rangy. They get they they cover a lot of ground. And like Dante Hightower, Jihad's a good pass rusher. And it's not going to surprise me, Luke, if next year, 2024, if we don't see Jihad inside on first and second down and and, and outside on third down, it, it wouldn't shock me at all. He's that that kind of player. He's a freak. And I think he's just a first-round pick. I love Jihad. I'm going to rank him. I'm going to rank the roster, as I always do, postseason. Hey, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Jihad's going to be high on that count. I have a ton of respect for that guy. He is going to rank as one of the very – best players on this team in 2024. No, I agree. And, and some people may not know this. Um, he's from, I guess, Ariel, New Jersey. Uh, I thought he, I mean, you know, when you see IMG Academy, I just sort of stop looking there usually because I'm like, he's yeah. an IMG. He's a, he's a superstar. I don't care where he comes from. But uh, it just, uh, just doing a little more research on him. He's from New Jersey originally. So just, you know, Alabama casting that wide net again. But boy, we've had a lot of luck with IMG guys and um, had a lot of success uh, in recruiting IMG. So, I mean, he really did just have a magnificent game. Um, I didn't know it at first until the rewatch because I was actually at the game. He's the one in the second half that got that big stop on the fourth and short uh, from the running back. He He's the first one to meet him. Now, he didn't knock him backwards, but he he held him up and then pushed him backwards until some help arrived. And um, he's he's just getting it, man. He's He's starting to get it, Jimmy. I'll tell you a little factoid, uh, just while nobody's listening. Uh, <laughs> it's not, not that this is against the rules or anything, of course. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying this is the reason we have all the luck at IMG. And I don't think he's still there. But, you know, a former player of ours was actually the headmaster at IMG. And a lot of people don't know that. The headmaster, not like the coach, not the football, but like the headmaster, which I guess is like the principal. Remember our long snapper, Thomas Fletcher? Actually yep. played in the NFL. So yeah, his dad. His that's dad cool. was the, the headmaster at IMG. I'm not wow. saying that's why Alabama's recruited so well. I'm sure it didn't help. I'm sure it didn't hurt. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we do have some IMG connections. And, uh, boy, we need it again because I'm not sure we're recruiting someone in the 24 class we need any more than we need Jordan Seaton, the tackle from IMG, who, by the way, just went to Oregon this weekend. And as with most – college kids at Oregon. He had a big time. So uh, he, he's not going to be easy to land, but man, he's a huge priority for us. Well, uh, I would just show him a map. Oregon's a long way away, bro. I mean, it's a long, it's hard to get into Oregon. It ain't easy. They've always got, they've always got cute cheerleaders, but do you think it's the color of the, you know, they have those flashy unis, you know, the green and yellow. It just seems yeah, to work. Uh, it just a rose seems to by any other name would look just as good in that uniform. So, I mean, they do whatever the old saying is because uh, those are green and yellow, I guess. Trot. Yeah, green um, and yellow. Less green and yellow, green and yellow. I, you know what? People, some a couple of people in the last comments made fun of us because they're like, oh, two 50 year old guys trying to uh, tell Jermaine Burton how to act. And, you know, hey, I know some, some, songs that kids know even though black and yellow is probably like 30 years old now i know some songs y'all know i know some things y'all know and all the way by the way we're not going to we're not getting fun with the way burton we're not we're not we're just saying that it's okay if you i mean i know he's got that dog in, and we've been begging for somebody to have that dog in him so i guess hey, we don't need to look a, a i came up with a line 
I came up with a line they're discussing over at On3 creating one of our cool graphics. So we, we, we create cool graphics because it was my line on a BOL show. I said, how dare we enjoy the production Jermaine Burton provides us and question the manner in which he provides it. That is a, uh, that is uh, a few good men, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I stole yeah. from few good men. It just yeah, off the top you, of my head. How I dare mean, we sleep under the blanket of production Jermaine Burton provides and then question <laughs> the manner in which he provides it. That is so true. I mean, I, I, and you know what, I'm going to side with the guy who said he's 26 and, uh, He's mad at us about yeah. that. You're right. We yeah, well, he's never seen a few good men. He's too young. <laughs> that is so true. But that is you're so I right. Like, we Burton don't need to, to question it Jermaine down. I'm trying to save Jermaine Burton. If he if he catches a ball like that, the NFL, yeah. Some some veteran NFL defensive back is going to put him in timeout. Yeah, they are. Well, Jimmy, what we're going to do when we come back is talk about Jace McClellan, and we're going to come back right after this. And we're back. So, Jason McClellan, this is another guy that has really stepped up his game, Jimmy. All of a sudden, don't look now. Alabama's got a shot at a thousand yard rusher. I didn't think it was <laughs> going to happen. I really didn't. Um, and, you know, three or four games into this season, we're like, um, we're not going to have one. He's got a shot. He's got a good shot at it, actually. I mean, he's, he's pushing 600 yards. Um, and we've got four regular season games. If you assume we make the title game, if you and then assume a, then a at least a bowl game, yeah, he should get there. That's pretty nice. It is, and uh, what a good player. And uh, I'll, I remember a good buddy of mine who really knows football. He, he really knows football well, and he told me back in 2021, the summer before 2021, he said, and I'm only saying this because I don't think he listens to the show. He told me that. Uh, He's like, you know what? B-Rob is not as good as the other Saban backs. He's probably the worst one. And I'm like, that can't be true. B-Rob's fairly good. I'm not I'm not too worried about B-Rob. He's like, yeah, but he's not as good as the other Saban backs. And then I started thinking through my head, and I'm like, well, he's not Ingram. He's probably not even Coffee, although that's – I mean, he's kind of going – and then I thought, well, he's not Trent. He's not Eddie. He's not TJ. He's not Derek. He's probably not Kenyon. He's certainly not Josh. Is he Damian? No, Damian's better. You know, so I'm going through my – I'm like, you know, he might be right. B-Rob might be the worst of all the saving backs. And then what did B-Rob do? He's a starting running back in the NFL. He's starting in the NFL. So I told that story to tell this one. I'll be honest, before the season started, I always described Jace as a veteran, that he's good. I've downplayed how awesome he is. But in my head, I'm like, you know what? He's not as good as those other saving backs. And I'm right. He's not. He's not Josh Jacobs. He's not that. But you know what? You can't rush for 1,000 yards in this league and not be a good player. Jace is a good player. I think everybody wants to see justice and jam. I get it. I get it. I would like to see them too. Don't, don't diss on Jace, man. Jace is a good, good SEC running back. And if you rush for a thousand yards in this league, you're a dude. I mean, you're just a dude. Let's, let's, let's do be fair while we're giving a few of praise to Jason McCullough right now. And, it, and I think mm-hmm. one of the things that's really showing off is, is his pass blocking skills. I mean, he's, he's the best at picking up the blitz of the run. I don't think there's any question. He's improving. He's improving and improving but, okay. better as the year goes on. And, and it's fair to say he has room to improve and he's the best of the running backs at doing it. Right. Correct. Okay. Also fair. Um, This running back room has not been what we thought it would be. Correct. That, that's fair. Correct. I think it's also fair to say 
let's reserve our final judgment until these final few games are done because for the first time against Tennessee, we're seeing some called runs for, for uh, Jalen Milrow. And if we're seeing called runs for Jalen Milrow, that's going to open up some of those uh, handoffs right up the middle. So far, nobody has thought Jalen Milrow is going to run it. It just had – I mean, you can tell people just aren't worried about it. That's why I don't think it works he's so well against I don't Tennessee. Think he's, he's not spied all the time. No. He's not, I've watched it. Not all the time. Some, some, I would go with some of the time definitely. Most of the time maybe, but not all of the time, and that's because he doesn't run. For instance, when we play LSU – the very first time we line up without someone spying Jaden Daniels, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to be in the stands, and I'm going to announce to the people around me, this is me freaking out because we didn't have a spy on Jaden Daniels. Because, you know, the first time we don't do it, he's just going to run for 30 yards. Yeah, and, boy, we we could spend every podcast from now until next Saturday on the LSU game, and we might do it after today. But, uh, you know, I want to talk about Jace McCullough a little more. I didn't sure. know this. How, how about some trivia? In 2020, the answer is Jace McClellan. Correct. (laughs) Who starred with, uh, uh, oh shoot, I was going to say some kind of joke. I couldn't even think of an actor. Who starred with Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men? Kevin Pollack. All right. In 2020, who's going to pick up a gun and guard the wall? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? You, Jace McClellan? Yeah. Uh, so in 2020, we win the national championship. We have Najee Harris, who uh, I think I think he was fifth in the Heisman voting. Devontae Smith wins the Heisman. Mac Jones, I think, was third in the Heisman voting. We had all this going on. The longest run of the year belonged to Jace McClellan, who was a freshman. Wow. That's pretty interesting. That is interesting, and I think it would surprise some people. How about this? I was looking at last week because I got in a silly message board argument with one of our subscribers. Uh not one, you know, Jace McClellan has two 80-yard touchdowns in his career, too. How many 80-yard or more touchdowns have been scored by running backs in the SEC this season? And the answer is none. No one, no one in the whole league's running backs rushed for an 80-yard touchdown. Nobody in the whole wow. conference. So I'm just saying about how it's sort of rare, obviously, you know, if the whole league hadn't done it by, you know, week eight. That is wild. Um now, he was hurt a little bit in 21. Uh, last year, it, it was okay. I mean, he was okay. He had a nice run against Texas, but we didn't – you know, there wasn't a ton of other stuff that really stands out. And this year, he, I mean, he starts out a little slow, I'd say. But, man, he's really coming on. He's had a couple hundred-yard games recently. Um, his pass blocking is certainly notable. I, I still go back to that Texas A&M. We don't throw it to him. He can catch well. a ball, too. He can catch the yeah. ball really well. We yeah. just don't throw it to him because we've kind of taken that out of the offense after it sort of was the offense a year ago, throwing to Jameer and Jace. This year we don't do it at all. And Would have uh, been nice he, to see him have opportunity to catch it on that wheel route against Texas. One of the biggest misses of the year, no doubt. Why do you got to bring no the ball I wonder um, if Jalen if Jalen Milrow hits that pass, does he start against South Florida? Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, maybe he's never benched if he if he makes that throw. On the other hand, I would argue benching him. It's a little bit like Coker not getting that start against Ole Miss in 2015, right? I mean, maybe Jalen Milrow not playing at South Florida that might have sparked the week to week improvement we've seen starting in Week Four. 
you know, Marvel Comics has that what if series that Disney Plus is doing uh, a series on a couple of times now. Um, and that's you could do what ifs a million times is so much fun uh, that what if uh, Mike Shula had beaten Arkansas in 06 or beaten Tennessee in 06 when he had a good shot. Uh, you know, we don't get Nick Saban. I think Nick Saban would have gone somewhere and he would, wouldn't have been mm-hmm. Alabama. What if Tim Tebow comes to Alabama? What, you know, you just go down the list. I saw something the other day that was kind of interesting. Emmett Smith was talking to Peter Burns. Peter Burns was like, well, if you didn't go to Florida, where you go? He said, I probably would have gone to Auburn. And he said, I really liked Pat Dye at the time. They, you know, had this plan for me to win the Heisman Trophy. And, uh, you know, God, it, thank God he didn't. Um, so anyway, yes, just you know, Emmett, Emmett's from my area, by the way, I still credit Emmett if, or, or some of y'all might say, oh, it's Emmett's fault, right? Uh, when I was in high school, I was a high school student and became obsessed with college football recruiting. It was in part or largely due to Emmett Smith. who was, uh, you know, who's 35 miles from my house. Uh, Emmett was from Pensacola. I was in Bowen County, Alabama. I followed Emmett's career. And, uh, and I knew or he had eliminated Alabama and I knew it might be Auburn, but Emmett was one of the first recruitments that I constantly followed. Well, like I would seek out information. What's Emmett going to do? What's Emmett going to do? Because at the time I thought in high school, I'm like, he's going to be the greatest running backs ever played. And while I was wrong, I wasn't, I wasn't too wrong. I mean, he won a couple, won three Super Bowls and the Heisman Trophy. I mean, no, he didn't win the Heisman. He didn't win the Heisman. I think he was the all-time leading rusher. He is the all-time leading rusher in in, in NFL history. Yeah. All right, then I claim I'm right. I was right the whole time. Uh, so, Jimmy, when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit what we need to do uh, during this off week and then uh, maybe some other news about basketball scrimmage, uh, some LSU game time info. But right now I want to tell everybody about prize picks. You know you want to play prize picks. It's so much fun. Go check it out. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America is it's the most fun you can possibly have. You went up to 25 times your money this football season, just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats. So look, you can have like say Saquon Barkley, they put the over under at 60 and you're like, I think they're, I think you'll have more yards than that. That's all you got to select is that's it. You don't have to do all this crazy stuff. And then you select another person. You're like, I think, uh, you know, Odell Beckham, you know, may have X or uh, Devontae Smith may have Y. You think you, you go over under that total? It's awesome. Uh, with Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. I mean, that you can't wow. beat that. Wow, uh, try, try to find that somewhere else. It is a skill-based fantasy game. This has nothing to do with luck. This is skill-based. If you know what you're talking about, you're going to have a good chance to win some serious money here. I'm telling you, oh. you're going to love this. Um, there goes much chance. Play, I've played prize picks recently, and look, I don't know why I waited so long. It makes Sundays a lot more fun. It makes Saturdays a lot more fun. So go check out prizepicks.com slash college. prizepicks.com slash college. Jimmy, first of all, LSU Alabama, as we all know, is going to, I mean, for whatever reason, they don't say seven o'clock, they say 645. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah, if you show up at seven, you missed it. <laughs> you missed the kickoff. And by the way, there's no way you'll miss the kickoff because 
the Georgia-Missouri game is the other game. That's going to go long. We all know this. They always do. And uh, so Alabama will probably kick off about seven. So uh, the the seven o'clock game. Yeah, I really four. thought it was seven o'clock. I was a little surprised. I'm, I'm just like, I, exactly. I'm like, because people have been asking me, that's a common question I get. What what time do you think this game's going to kick off? I've been saying, I, LSU's a done deal. I, that's going to be set. So I've been saying seven o'clock for a couple of weeks. And, uh, but it's actually not seven. It's 645. Well, I mean, frankly, don't like all the sites I've seen is CBS has doubleheader at three o'clock and, mm. or, or, yeah, I think it is three o'clock and seven o'clock. I don't know why they're doing a three o'clock kick this time. Are they? No, is it? Is it not? I, th- I think it's just two thirty. It's okay, two thirty and two thirty and six forty-five. So I guess it's four hours apart, a four-hour window. So it's maybe. So I guess it's a four-hour window at six thirty, and then the broadcast theoretically starts at six thirty. And there's a longer pregame probably because they knew this game would be super hyped, and it is. Uh, there's a ton of storylines. And how about this? Is scary because this hasn't gone well for us in the past, Luke. But I think Jaden Daniels is going to roll into Alabama as the Heisman favorite. And sometimes that's worked out for us. Like, for instance, in 2015, LSU rolled into town. Fournette was the Heisman favorite. And then the game was over, and Derrick Henry stole his trophy right there in front of our eyes. But, you know, Manziel rolled up here, and he won it. And Cam Newton rolled in here, and he won it. So there's uh, – Joe Burrow rolled in here and won it. Joe Burrow. That's, that's, so there's, there's two edges to the sword. It hadn't, it hadn't always gone our way, and it's not like Milrose going to steal it from – Jaden Daniels, but I'll say this. I mean, if I was uh, uh, fortunate enough to give the pep talk to Jalen Milrow before the game, you know, the week of the game and leading up to the game, I'd say, hey, uh, you're not winning the Heisman this year, but you you win the game and you outperform that dude. Welcome to the 2024 shortlist, because that's a fact. No, there's no question. That's going to be – what a game. And, again, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about it. But, I mean, you talk about strength on strength and weakness on weakness, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. But – I mean, maybe it'll come down to a field goal or something. But I think LSU's got good special teams too. So this is going to be just a heck of a game. It's almost a shame LSU rolls in with two losses. If they were rolling in with one loss, you know, let's say they'd beaten FSU, this game would have so much more they're, in terms they're of – They're a really good team. I heard Doring talking about him today on SEC Network, whether they like him or not, some of his observations. I mean, he knows the league really well. And Doring was talking about how, hey, LSU's defense earlier this season was really bad, but uh, don't look now. I mean, he, he thinks they're playing better. They are. And, um, no, they, well, they certainly have dudes. So what does Alabama need to do during this off week? First of all, I mean, I think first and foremost, get Terry on Arnold healthy. Lord knows we don't want to go banged up in the secondary against that group that LSU's got. He got concussed. So uh, he'll, he'll, probably, he'll be fine for LSU, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, it's always serious. You take that real seriously. So, yeah, rest up Terry on until he can pass protocol. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, Trez Marshall, you know, Jod played well. And, and I, I'm fine with never taking Jod Campbell off the field ever again. I'm fine with that. But Trez Marshall is a real good player. We need Trez back. Uh, we need those backs healthy. Again, I've never said that Jalen Milrose hurt out loud, and I'm still not saying it right now. But his rushing numbers for those two weeks sure looked weird. He was running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, stop running it, stop running it. Now he's back running the ball more. Uh, so make up your own minds as to what you think. The situation was, but uh, I think this week of rest will do Jalen Milrow some good. Uh, and uh, really all of them. I mean, you get to this point in the season, Luke, uh, you're eight games in with no breaks. Uh, they're all banged up to a degree or another. And uh, Jaden Roberts got hurt, you know, in the Tennessee game. And so let's get Jaden back fully healthy. And uh, yeah, and 
And boy, let's get to play. You probably have to play your best game of the year to beat LSU. Your best game so far uh, to beat LSU. Then uh, just want to wrap up with talking about this super secret scrimmage that Alabama basketball had. And I've talked to everybody that I could know that would even possibly have access to that scrimmage. And they what a terrible secret. What a yes. terrible secret. We know it happened. We know it happened. We kind of know all yeah. the details about it. And sort of. when it comes to details about it, Sam Walters apparently went off. And, you know, I loved him when we signed him. I loved him when he committed. But I'm wondering if he's just not a lot better now. Like, I'm thinking this guy, this yeah, guy's going to really – I may have underestimated. I may have – I may have been underestimating uh, Sam Walters as an immediate impact guy. I kind of thought Ooh, down the road, but no, no, no. I think down the road it might might have already be here. And uh, you know, it, we we can't make too much of it, right? I mean, it's it's a super secret scrimmage. There's nobody there. We didn't see it. I'm sure it happened. We also are missing four guys, so he might have played more minutes than, than than he normally would have been scheduled to play. But let's also include this: it was TCU. It wasn't Sanford. It wasn't Jacksonville State. It wasn't yeah. Stillman or Shelton. I mean, it was TCU, a legitimate contender in what I think is the best conference in college basketball right now, the Big 12. Uh, very impressive stuff. So, I, yeah, I think Sam is maybe a guy. We knew he was good. And we were happy to sign him, right? I mean, we both were like, yay, yay, we signed Sam Walters. But, man, a lot of Nate's guys end up being better than thought. Even we, we revised history. Noah Clowney wasn't that big of a deal when we signed. Yeah, he, he, but I'm just, he wasn't a five star. Most of these one and done first round picks are five stars. Noah was only a four star, uh, but he was what a national top 60 guy, national top 50, which is awesome. But most of the guys that play like he did and get drafted where he got drafted are national top 10 guys. Yep. Yeah, he's he's going to be something. And then what's weird is Jameer Nelson Jr. for TCU. Yep. You want to talk about making me feel old? I remember Jameer Nelson Sr. pretty vividly. Oh yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, is he still in the NBA? Oh, well, God knows it. No, he right? must be. Is, is he? he not? Is he not? He's I just know this. <laughs> I've only, I've only been to one NBA game in my whole life. I mean, you've probably wow. been to a thousand. I've only been to one. And it was a, and it was at the O Dome. I saw the Orlando Magic play the New York Knicks in Orlando, and I am really sure that Jameer Nelson, Jameer Nelson played in that game. Probably but that was Probably. that was a while back. I mean, it was so long. I mean, I mean, I was also there to see the Braves an exhibition game, and Chipper Jones was still playing. So, yeah, it, it was a while. That was a long time ago. Um, okay, well, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll Tide.